You want to be remembered before the Lord? Wherever you're at, he's the high priest that can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. We're going to go to prayer. I want to also remember a couple of other needs. Today we heard from Brother Donnie Reagan about his daughter Erica. He said that she's very weak and needs a touch from the Lord today. As the doctors work through the situation with the tumor on the liver, we want to remember that need. Also, Brother David Seiler, he's a pastor in, uh, I believe it's Kentucky or in the area. He was diagnosed with the COVID. Their church has had to go to streaming only. He's had a rough week, but he said he's feeling better. We, we believe that no matter what the disease, cancer, COVID, our God is more than a match. Can we agree together as we go in prayer? Heavenly Father, as we come together at the beginning and the outset of these meetings, and as we have set our hearts and our faces towards you, and as we have been before the throne of grace, as we have, Lord, laid ourselves before you. Father, it's with only one purpose. Fill our cups, Lord. Fill us anew. Fill us afresh, Lord. I pray, O oh Lord, that you pour out the Holy Ghost in a greater measure. Those that have never received, Lord, may they receive it, Father. Father, those that have had it, may there be a refilling of the Holy Ghost, Lord. Father, we want to ask you that you will move in a great supernatural way. Lord, you're the unseen one. Lord, maybe we can't see each other and connect and feel the same way, but Lord, you're the one that is omnipotent, omnipresent in every place, in every home, in every time, in every situation. Lord, we're asking you that you'll come on the scene in a great way, oh Lord, in the next day, these next meetings, but even now as we've set our hearts before you. Lord, we're asking that you will go. Lord, as we lift our hearts together, as we join and we touch the throne on behalf of the needs, the hands that were lifted, the different needs that are represented, we're asking, oh God, may you move out, Lord. We remember our sister Erica, Lord. Father, would you just lift her up, Lord? Would you give her strength? Would you give her grace? Oh, Father, we commit her to you. And Lord, the burden on the family and the church that is there. Father, we're asking you also that you would remember our brother David Seiler, Lord. There's so many needs, so many requests. Lord, we just believe that you're more than able. And Lord, why we see all these things, we also want to say thank you. Thank you for hearing our prayer. Lord, before we even call, you're already sending the answer, O oh Lord. I thank you for that. You're so faithful. Thank you for the things that you're doing. Lord, we want to commit now tonight the service, everything that is to be said and done, Lord, into your hands. Lord, wherever your people are gathered, may the Spirit of God just have the preeminence. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask you just to have your seats for a moment. I'm going to turn the service back to our brother Michael right away, but I just wanted to say we want to welcome you uh, to our annual meetings. I don't know how many years we've quite been doing this, but uh, I, I, I know it's well over 25 years because I still remember when we were first married. 
preparing and coming here. So we, we want to say welcome. And over the years, we've probably never had a series of meetings like this. But I don't believe we've ever lived in a time like this before. So we're happy that you're here, that you are joining with us wherever you are. We welcome you. And we want to just say on behalf of Brother Hildebrandt, who could not be here tonight, God bless you. And, and thank you for joining us and, and participating and adding in your, your prayers and your putting your shoulder to the wheel with us. We've got believers in the Edmonton area here in Calgary. We cross Alberta. We've got believers across Canada. We've got believers in, Can in, in the USA and then overseas that are joining in with us. And we want to just welcome you all wherever you are. May God bless you. Um, Tonight we're, we're going to be connecting with Full Gospel Lighthouse Tabernacle in Virginia. That's the church where Brother Ron Spencer is the pastor. That's the church also where Brother Andrew Spencer ministers alongside of him. And we're going to ask you that you just take this like a regular service. Amen. Wherever you are, honor God. Amen. Don't just sit back and say, well, I'm in my living room, I'm wherever it is. If it's time to stand, just stand. Honor God. If it's time to enter in, just enter in. Yeah. Say amen. Create an atmosphere. Yeah. I believe it can do something no matter where you are. And I just say, pull on the word. Yeah. Ask God to come on the scene. Yeah. Let's call Jesus on the scene. Yeah. So we want to just say thank you to everyone who has put so much work in behind the scenes. I want to thank our technicians that have labored, also those that are in, full, in Virginia that have labored. There's been much effort to put this together. And I just want to say thank you to all of them. And God bless them. And God sees and hears all these things. So let's just take everything we can. We're living in a time where, where there is much change. And we've got to do everything we can. Every weapon at our disposal. If it means taking from Satan's tree of knowledge and some of the technology, I'll use it yeah. against him. And so I, I was talking with Brother Ray Erickson earlier this week, and he was telling me that they have a little church, and they are packed out, and when they couldn't have services, there was a brother in the church that had a, I believe it was a greenhouse or a nursery. They had services in the nursery because they could distance and they could have church. So I say, whatever we do, we want to do what we can for the glory of God. What we're going to do today is uh, we're going to just turn the service back. We're going to continue the worship and at the appointed time, Brother Michael's going to turn the service directly over to Full Gospel Lighthouse Tabernacle. Tonight, Brother Andrew Spencer is going to minister. And Brother Andrew Spencer, I believe, is a fulfillment of uh, what the prophet's desire was. To see young men rise up and, and to sweep this message to the coming of the Lord. So we're going to pull on the word as our Brother Andrew is going to minister tonight. We're going to just turn the service back to our Brother Michael as we enter into worship. God bless you. Amen. Oh, what a friend who walks beside me. Amen. Are you thankful for that friend tonight? Amen. Oh, what a friend who walks beside me to hold my hand and safely
this song on my mind, come to my mind on Wednesday while I was song leading, and I realized we didn't know the song, and so I thought I would sing it tonight, and I was just kind of running it through my, in my mind on the way kind of towards into Edmonton this, today, and started to think about the first verse, and it, it says, you hold my every moment, you calm my raging seas, and then I started to think about this next two lines, it says, you walk with me through the fire, and I thought about Brother Ron's testimony, and the next line it says, you heal all my diseases. And I think about how he walked Brother Ron through the fire. And the next line says, he'll heal all our diseases. And I just started thinking, wow, I just, but I'll, I'll sing this and maybe I'll have you join me as well. If, if you know it, well, we'll get to know it maybe. You hold my every moment. You calm my raging sea. You walk with me through fire and heal all my disease. I trust in you. Oh, I trust in you. I believe you're my. You're all I need. We'll sing that verse. You hold my every moment. You hold my every moment. You calm my raging seas. You walk with me through fire. You heal all my. 
Arise. Hey Amen. Let's all stand as we sing that and change the order. Amen. We'll 
Let's sing, start with the first verse. Father, I see that you are drawing a line in the sand, standing, standing on your side, holding your hands, let your kingdom come, let it live in me, this is my at this time let's just turn the service over to the full gospel lighthouse tabernacle in virginia amen we'll just i don't know if we need to be seated or standing right now okay you may be seated and we'll turn it over to be a part of these services god bless you as we enter in in worship just for a few moments of falling in love with jesus is the best thing that i ever done
with Jesus was the best thing I ever, ever done. Oh, in his arms, I feel protected. Oh, in his arms, never disconnected oh in his arms I feel protected oh there's no place I'd rather I'd rather be amen God bless you you can have your seats just for a moment I'd like to show you a, a picture of a portion of, of a body of believers in Edmonton that have gathered to, to worship with you in these meetings. If the brothers could hit the lights at the back end so that you can see. These are the believers that you are joined with tonight by the way of the internet. And we are uniting our faith together. So now a word from the pastor at End Time Message Tabernacle. God bless you. Greetings. To all the saints that are gathered at Full Gospel Lighthouse Tabernacle in Virginia on this July weekend of 2020. On behalf of Brother Harold Hildebrandt, our senior pastor, and myself, Ed Hammermeister, the associate pastor, and the saints at End Time Message Tabernacle, we greet you with the love of Christ. We give special greetings to our precious friend, Brother Ron Spencer, his dear wife, Sister Connie, and then the children, Andrew and Matthew and Whitney and their families. And now to also all of you that have gathered together and have been so faithful in supporting all these years. This weekend represents a unique opportunity for us to join together in a wonderful and unique way. The seeds of this have been sown many years ago when Brother Ron became a part of our annual July meetings. We cannot even begin to tell you of all the th wonderful things that God has accomplished in the many years that we have come together and Brother Ron has ministered for us. Only eternity will tell. So for you that have supported him and sent him in prayer, we thank you. And then it was some years ago that God added another part to this when Brother Andrew came and ministered alongside Brother Ron, how we appreciated God using him. Subsequently, he's come and ministered a graduation for us and been a blessing to us, showing that the call of God is even greater than a family tie. We appreciate Brother Andrew as well. As a result of this relationship, Brother Ron has held a special place in our heart. He has been ordained of God for such a hour even as this. We have been with you in the year, in the time of trial, these last months. You know, I would like to let you know that even while you have been under great burden, there have been a group of believers in Edmonton that have been continually praying and supporting you and bringing you all before the throne of grace. We're here in 2020 seemingly bound by borders, restrictions, 
and the constraints that have been put on the world as a whole. For many, this has become a new way of life. The world seemingly has been put on hold. Economies have been put on hold. And it seems that the devil wants to put God on hold. Well, I'd like to say God has never been stopped by anything the devil has ever done. And the program of God is moving on. He is still moving in the hearts of his people. And he is rising to show his glory, I believe, in a greater way than ever before. So the restrictions that have seemingly limited the conventional way of doing things are not a deterrent, but rather an opportunity of God to raise up in a greater way. The seeds of this were sown even last year. Brother Ron was ministering at our meetings when a sister thousands of miles away was moved upon in a supernatural way while listening to the service. God delivered her and set her free in a miraculous way. Well, I believe that that same God is here even today. He is eternal. He is omniscient. And he is not bound by time, borders, and distance. All things are possible if we can only open our hearts to believe. So this weekend, as Brother Andrew and Brother Ron minister, we believe God has already gone before us. He is with us even now. He will be with us even in a greater way in the days to follow. What is great about this is that instead of sending just Brother Ron or Brother Andrew, you all get to come and be a part of this as well. So we want to say we're all coming together. You're coming to us. We're coming to you in the spirit of Christ. We are joining together in a way that God will soon make manifest in a great way in the rapture that we are looking forward to. God's spirit will sweep over the world, not bound by borders, not bound by culture, not bound by peoples and times, but rather will bring us into an eternal realm. I believe that even now that eternal one is with us. And so I would ask you as your pastor and as associate minister this weekend, I will ask that you play your part. Pull on the word, create an atmosphere. Let the word of God be inscribed into the time and the, and the sands that we've been walking on for others to follow in. As it was in the times of Nehemiah, they were building a wall and it was a great role in the process of the restoration. But they were bound by gaps in the wall where there was distance between the peoples. It seemed that whenever the enemy would look at someone in isolation, they would seize on that opportunity. But Nehemiah brought the people together in a great way so that they were in one heart and one mind. While the workers built, there were those with swords and spears. And when the enemy would attack one side, they would gather together and help one another. Today, we are not separated by gaps. separated by gaps and the clip cut off right there but he said to tell you like Nehemiah's time end time message tabernacle is there to fill the gap for full gospel lighthouse tabernacle we are pulling for one another we are brothers and sisters standing shoulder to shoulder 
Let's slay the enemy together. God richly bless you. So God bless you, Brother Ed, and the believers at End Time Message Tabernacle. Amen. It is, it is an absolute honor to be a part of these, these meetings, to be a part of this time. It's, it's a different time for all of us. We're all gathered together. But we'd like to thank Brother Ed and Brother Harold for the opportunity to be able to speak at their convention. And I know that the setting is different and the circumstances have changed some things. But I believe that God has ordained these things for this meeting to still be able to carry on and for Full Gospel Lighthouse to be a part of those things. We appreciate Brother Harold and Brother Ed, their, their burden to, to see the God of omnipotence that we are seeing here and very present and acting in our midst. That in these meetings that God will do supernatural things and the miracles that we're hearing week to week, we will hear more from these meetings than ever before. We know that we're serving a God of omnipotence and omnipresence and there's no distance, no time to our God. And though we may be thousands of miles away, the angel of the Lord is ever present. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And while we speak this, this weekend, the word of life here at Full Gospel Lighthouse and at evening at the end time message tabernacle. I admonish you to let the Holy Ghost overshadow you and brood over your life and minister to you and reach out. You reach out in your faith and touch a living God because our God is big enough. Our God is strong enough. And what the enemy has is not enough to stop us. So let's move forward in these meetings and let us have a grand time in the presence of the Lord. Maybe as we stand before we go to the reading of the word, maybe we could sing that song, Only Believe All Things Are Possible. If you have your Bibles, we'll turn over in the book of Daniel chapter 6 and verse 4. Thank you, musicians. But I'd like to, I'd like to carry on a thought that, that I have been looking at, and it's more than a thought, but I believe that it came from the mind of God. Right. We all are very acquainted with the general, Brother Roy Shrewsbury, that is in Beckley, West Virginia, pastors a very nice church there and believers of this end-time message. And Brother Roy had called Brother Ron several times just to bring you up to speed to where we are so that everyone is upon the same basis. Amen. And he called Brother Ron at the very beginning of this journey that he was facing with cancer. Brother Roy called Brother Ron twice. 
And he told him, now, Brother Ron, you're, you're going into a cave that no one else has ever came out of. But I say by the Spirit of the Lord, you will say like Daniel before the lion's den, O King, I'll see you in the morning. Amen. And tonight I, I'd like to focus our thought on, on the force of God that is moving a people into the miraculous. I realize that there are men of God and mighty men of God that would never dare say anything unless God speaks it. Amen. So we realize that there has to be a move of the Spirit of God that would force a man to speak those things. Amen. So tonight, by the help of the Lord, I'd like to speak to you on moved by the Spirit. Yes. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 4. The Bible says here, Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these, these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. So we notice the trap that the enemy is wanting to set for the believers. Amen. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, wherefore king Darius, sign the writing and the decree now when... Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. So the circumstance that he was in did not change his behavior nor his character, but his character was already in place before the trap was set. Amen. Let's bow our hearts before the Lord this afternoon. Dear Heavenly Father, we have gathered in a very special way this evening. Now, Father, the Bible tells us that we assemble ourselves and we not forsake it, Father. And Lord Jesus, there are meetings that have been put on hold, that have been canceled, conventions canceled, and meetings set and postponed. But Father, you have placed it on the heart of men to be able to bring and present a meeting in such a way that we realize that we are not sitting here alone in, in our own congregations, but we're sitting here as a many-member body of Christ. And as we've gathered here this, this evening, Lord, to bring forth the preaching of the Word, we realize that we're absolutely nothing without you, that we cannot do anything unless you have your complete control in this service. We know that we're incapable of bringing forth the Word. Now man can flip back 
the pages of the Bible, but man cannot reveal it. It takes the Holy Spirit to reveal it. But when the Holy Spirit begins to reveal the word of the hour, then there is nothing that the enemy can do to stop that revelation from bringing and coming forth and manifesting sons and daughters of God like never before. I pray that you would go across the audience there at End Time Message Tabernacle and here at Full Gospel Lighthouse. And I pray tonight that you would discern the very thoughts and the intents of the heart. I pray the angel of the Lord would stand ever so near to minister and to call out needs and minister life and peace and health. And may we see the direction of the Holy Ghost and may we just step into that channel of faith and reach out and touch you as you're passing by. Lord, I pray that you'd move us as a people. Sometimes we get so bound in our traditions and get so bound in who we are and bound that this is the way things are, but I pray that you would move us by your Spirit. I pray that you would move us by the power of the Word, that you would make us realize that there's more for us than there is against us. I pray that the angel of God that is ever near right now would stand and preach and declare the Word of truth to your children. Lord, we ask all of these things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Also, if you have your Bibles, we turn over to 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 19. We have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well, you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first that, that no prophecy, let's say that together, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved. They were moved they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, this message that we have received in this hour, we realize that those things that we have received have came from the very mind of Christ. And we realize that it was more than a Kentucky hillbilly that was speaking to us, but we were watching a move of the Holy Ghost that was that was working, working through a man that had a seventh grade education. Amen. And there's no man in his own mind or his own intellects that he could be able to bring forth those things except the Holy Ghost put those things there and we realize that the things that we have received is none other than thus saith the Lord and we look out upon this hour and we see that we look in Laodicea and we see that there is an intellectual pregnation that is taking place in people's minds but but we look out and we look back upon the Bible and we read the Bible of Peter, James and John and could you imagine them sitting down at a psychiatrist and trying to trying to sit down and let them bring in their reasoning powers and bring in their intellectual conceptions and bring in those things. I believe that believers today are the same just as believers were then Amen. that we are birthed under the word of the hour. Those men 
were not under an intellectual conception, but they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Just like when they were moved to go to the temple to praise, they went by the gate of beautiful and they called a man that had been crippled for all of those years and he had not, they said, we have not what you ask of us, but such as we have, we give you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Now we realize that though man can do that, but deity in man would move man to be able to speak those things and say those things. And we look out upon this age of Laodicea and we see the things that are transpiring. And we would ask, and Brother Branham would ask the question in God of this evil age, has God lost control or is he allowing another agency or is he permitting another agency to control? He said the answer to this is that there is two spirits in a framework that is opposing one another and one of them is the devil in his deception and the other is the great Holy Spirit of God and they are opposing one another. Now I know which side I'm standing on and I know which realm I want to be moved by and I know which realm I am influenced by but we watch as men today are influenced by that realm and influenced by the realm of darkness but we are not like those of darkness. We have had a man that has stood here and has turned on a light in this hour when darkness was surrounding us. The children of God had light down in Goshen and we are standing in an hour where God has not lost control of his people but God has complete control and supreme authority and has the preeminence in his people and God has got control of the believers in this hour just like he had control over Daniel, just like he had control over David, just like he had control over the believers throughout the Bible and we are watching none other than Jesus Christ in body form again present the same life, the same word, the same actions, the same power, the same signs, the same wonders. We are watching a people that is moved by none other than Jesus Christ. To me it's an absolute paradox that where we live in an age that's so dark but yet it's a people that choose to defy the armies of the enemy but they begin to lift up the praises of the almighty God and they will not allow the enemy to come in and steal and kill and destroy their life. It's a paradox to watch a people as they're fellowshipping with the Lord Jesus Christ by the hearing of the word and when you watch a people that are overcoming the darkness of Laodicea right here in Satan's Eden in the midst of chaos and in the midst of perversion and utter chaos and people that's living true to God a people that is that is dressed by by the word of the hour by the spoken word that's been released in this hour to see these things as an absolute paradox when men can't live true to their wives and men and men want to live with men and women want to live with women when you see a paradox of a man and a woman live true to themselves live true to one another but then to watch the paradox between the bride and the bridegroom what we are seeing is when God says I have had enough and my children have got to have full capacity of my mindset so that they can overcome every devil there is in hell. There will not be one scar on you when you get on that other side. But you will be standing there victorious as a people that made it over. Hallelujah. Well, you look out upon the land and you see every demon out of the pit of hell and we're talking about a cave. 
We're talking about a cave, but when you see every demon of hell coming out of that pit of hell and it's attacking the ministry, it's attacking the, the ladies of, of Christ, it's attacking the laity, and it's attacking the move of God. When you watch, when you see the Spirit of God begin to move and then there's people today that want to shut down that move, it shows that there, there is a moving in another realm of darkness that wants to shut down the move of God. But when I see out upon a land, when men and women are being attacked in what they truly believe in is none other than thus saith the Lord. It proves to me and further vindicates that this message is none other than Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. But there's a people on earth today that's living it out. They're living out what this message said. It's not just books and tapes. It's not just pictures on a wall, but they're living out what the Bible said. They're living out what the message said. They are, what we are seeing is a manifestation of Revelations 10, 8, Revelations 19, 6, and Revelations when we're watching and seeing those things as a people eat that book, become that book, and speak that book. What is it? It's a living out just like it was in Daniel's day. Daniel was living in an hour when he purposed in himself that he would not defile himself with the king's meat and the king's drink. And the Bible tells us that Daniel was excellent in spirit. Right. Now that was a word in which none other those, there was nobody else down in Babylon that this was said of that they were excellent in spirit except for the believer Daniel. Right. Now the Bible tells us that Daniel was a dissolver of doubts. And you find that when the queen, when the queen of Belshazzar, when she realized when there was a dream of the king that could not be interpreted by the wise men and the magis of that day, she said there is a man in the land that is a dissolver of the doubts. What was she's saying is that he had the answer to every problem or every question and we again have the Holy Spirit in this hour that is the dissolver of doubts that has the answer to the devil's question hallelujah that he dissolves all the questions that you could present before this great God and what was Daniel doing he was silencing the chaos of the hour that's what this Lord is doing he is silencing the chaos of Laodicea by a people of the open book. We look at history and we look back at, at Daniel and we look and see what the prophet told us and, and, and Gabriel's instructions to Daniel and we see that Daniel was 68 years old at this time. And look at the background of Daniel. He was, he was an alien Yet he was ousted from his people, ousted from his church without one church service, without any church to go to, without any hymns to be sang. But he sang himself. In the midst of all of this, he still held on to what that prophet said. He had no church to go to, nobody to fellowship with. Everybody went to the heathen temples. Everybody worshipped their idols. No Christian songs. Nobody, nobody believed the same thing he did. And in 68 years... From a young man about 12 to 14 years old when he was taken down there, he still held on to what the prophet said. Amen. Amen. 
Now to think about the hour that Daniel was living in when there's nobody else around you. Now you're sitting here tonight when, when there's more that are sitting here than what you even realize, but you're living in an hour when you've got peers around you. you got believers around you, but Daniel was in an hour when he had to stand alone. When he was 68 years old, he wasn't a young man at this time when you're reading of him, but he had lived true all the way from a young person all the way up to an elderly man, but he was holding on to that promise. When it looked like there was no hope, but Daniel still held on. Yeah. Now notice what the prophet said here in the great shining light. He said, and these people certainly got acquainted with the gospel in the years of Israel's captivity of 70 years in the land of the Chaldeans. And surely Daniel being made the chief of the Magi, the prophet by his great wisdom to know the end of things and to know what God was going to do. And he was called the chief of the Magi. And the Magi's, now notice, and the Magi's had their old manuscripts that they referred to of their ancient fathers. And Daniel, notice what Daniel brings in. He didn't bring in websites. He didn't bring in blogs. He didn't bring in what everybody else was saying. But Daniel brings in the writings of the Lord. And so we understand that during this time that they had counseled much together. Now you're talking about a meeting. Come on, brother. They had counseled much together and they had seen the wisdom and the power that the one true God produced. Amen. That was far beyond any astronomer or magi. Right. It was proved at the night of King uh, Belshazzar's dance that, that none of the Chaldeans or the astronomers could read the handwriting on the wall. But Daniel, through the spirit and the power of the living God, could do it. And his writings were kept sacred and are till this day. So we look and we see when we've got we've got an, a, a, a time when Daniel is standing alone, but yet he is the man in which God is producing his mind, he is producing his power, and Daniel was staying true. Now notice what Brother Branham said. He said 68 years he'd been down there in Babylon amongst the heathens, and he still had the victory. Amen. He'd been down there all those years, and he still had the victory. And Brother Branham but said that that but we can't stay an hour. To think about a man that was standing all by himself, nobody else around him. They said that the three Hebrew children were in another part of the kingdom. Daniel didn't know where they were, but he was standing all by himself and he held on to the victory. What about the children of God that's filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost? How much more should they hold on to the victory? around, you ought to still be able to hold on to the victory. When the pastor ain't able to lay his hands on to you, you still ought to be able to hold on to the victory. When you ain't seen a dream and you ain't seen a vision, but you're still holding on. When you ain't heard the voice in a long time, when you ain't seen the angel in a long time, but you're still holding on. It shows that there's something on the inside that's pressing out. It's moving you into the realm of the supernatural. But Daniel, standing along with God, held the victory for 68 years. Think of it. 68 years he had kept the victory and was undefiled before God without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Right. without the blood of Jesus Christ to make intercessions for him, with only the blood of bulls and goats and heifers, which he had to offer secretly because of the heathen traditions of that land. Yeah. Right. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, 
They had been taken down there and Jeremiah prophesied to them that they were going down there. You remember when that false prophet, I believe it's Hanamil, is how it's pronounced, that he had proclaimed that, that this was not true. But yet God showed that Jeremiah's prophecy was absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. There's been a lot of people that's rose up in this hour that God still proved who was right. Amen. They've been taken down there and Jeremiah prophesied of them that they were going down there. But notice, now Daniel, oh my, he began to see that the time was getting close just as we are today. And Daniel began to understand, the Bible said, that Daniel began to understand by the reading of the books. Right. Yeah. He began to understand by the reading of the books of Jeremiah that the time was at hand, that captivity was almost over. So here a prophet was taking another prophet's word and pointing it at the hour that he's living in and saying, we're almost out of here. Captivity's almost over. Here he is in his 68-year-old body, but he realizes, I got two more years and I'm out of here. I don't care if it's 10 more years, two more years, 10 more minutes or 10 more seconds. I'm out of here. Captivity is almost over. You see, he understood that God was coming to place a claim on his position and his possession of the children of God. And here Daniel was looking back to what the Bible said. Right, right. Woo. Come on, brother. Now Enoch didn't have a Bible to look back to, and Abraham had, didn't have a Bible to look back to, but Daniel was standing in an hour like you and I are standing in, when there's nobody else around him, when he was standing by himself, standing in a moment where I gotta believe. Yeah, right. Yeah. Come on. Come on, brother. But he's standing in an hour and he's reading out of the book what it says about him. Yeah. What about you and I? How much more can we understand by the book after the seven seals have been released off of the back of the book and the Lamb has came and placed redemption claims on his inheritance showing that you are his. Your name's in that book. The Lamb stood up for you in this hour. Hallelujah. He didn't stand up for the church world. He stood up for his bride. Hallelujah. We understand by this book. We understand that the things of the Lord are pertaining to us in this hour that we're going to make it. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going to make it. We're going to overcome. The rapture is at hand. When you got people that are looking out upon the nation today and don't know whether there's a rapture or not. You're right. That's right. Amen. People don't know if there's a catching away or not. They don't know what is right and they don't know what is wrong. But there is a people that understand by the book that you're the people of the seventh seal that will be released on rapture morning. That you will be changed in a moment and a twinkling of an eye. We can stay that we understand by the reading of the book. wants to live right. There's the young people that wants to live right. When there's nobody that wants to overcome, you're overcoming. When everybody just wants to pass through, you're more than just passing through. You're making your mark on history. Oh, amen. 
brother. It's an amazing thing to understand what your position is in the book. It's an absolute amazing thing when you go to reading about understanding and only that understanding can come from the throne of God. It's an amazing thing when you go to teaching somebody about water baptism and them serpent seed and they're sitting there like, where in the world did you come from? But you begin to speak to somebody else and you begin to tell them the same exact things that you told them as you told the first person before and it's all of a sudden, boom, the light is shown upon them and they begin to understand not by your knowledge but by the books. Amen. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people that don't understand what I'm talking about tonight, but there's a people of God that have gathered around the revealed word of the hour that understand that they will be the last runners of this age. There is again another people in this hour that will be the final voice to the final age. She will not be hindered. She will not be backed down. But she will overcome. She will run her race. And she will say what the tape says. Amen. Amen. You remember when the Lord asked Job. In Job chapter 34. He said where was you? Remember that? He said where was you? When I laid the foundation of the Lord. Declare if thou hast the understanding. So Job was standing at a spot that he didn't understand. Right. So here the Lord is asking him, declare it if you know it. And Job couldn't answer him. Job couldn't answer in that spot. But when the Lord began to reveal the things, then Job could answer. Right. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on, brother. Hallelujah. There was a lot of you that set out in the denominational world that you couldn't answer these things. But when you come under the word of the hour, you begin to understand by the book. And you begin to be able to answer what the book said. Amen. Are you with me? He didn't have the understanding. He was lacking the understanding. You remember what the prophet said about Moses? That that burning bush had what Moses lacked? I say to you, church of the living God, that this message has what you lack. If you lack understanding, it's here. If you lack revelation, it's here. If you lack healing, it's here. If you lack miracles, it's here. If you lack understanding and a born-again experience, it's here. That same God is in Edmonton to reveal himself in a supernatural, miraculous way that you can't say that it was Andrew Spencer, Ron Spencer, and Hammermeister, but it was the Holy Ghost that began to reveal and do the works. He's the same God. Where was you, Job? Yeah. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Yeah. What was he doing? God was relaying to Job what his mind was. He was telling Job, he was relaying to Job that Job, I know you've been through some stuff. I know you've been through some trials. I know you've been through some troubles. But Job, I didn't send you down in the age that you're living in just to live down there defeated. Job, I know you've been through some stuff, but I want you to know I didn't send you down there so that you could scratch your boils and sit on your ass heap, but I saw you shouting out to victory. I didn't see you down there defeated. I didn't see you living in a depressed mind and having a life of anxiety and turmoil and all kinds of depression and misery and all those things. I didn't send you down there. I sent you down there to live out the victory. Notice what happened. 
happened? Job was restored double fold. What has happened to the body of Jesus Christ? You have a double portion of his spirit to speak the same things that the angel of the Lord said. This ain't just for William, Mary, and Branham. This is for the body. It's a time that a people of God that's been called by God get moved by the spirit. Not moved by the devil, but moved by the Holy Ghost and move into a realm of the revelation of God that no devil in hell can steal from you. Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. Is that right? I love it when the Bible tells us that we are not servants, but we're sons. Right. And I believe that's too many times we sit around and, and people get a servant attitude or a servant mentality instead of a son mentality. Amen. You following me just now? So many times we always want to stay out in the field when it's our time to be in the, in the banquet room. So many times we want to stay out and do the work when it's our time to put the dress on. Preach with me just now. Too many times we get the mentality that we can't have it. But when you are a son, you can have everything that the father has. Are you with me? When you come to that spot of adoption, it's not waiting no longer. You're standing there in the same authority that the father has. He can send you out into the field to do his work in his name because you are an adopted son of God. and we know that the Son of God has come first and hath given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true and we are in Him that is true even in His Son Jesus Christ this is the true God and eternal God and you allow the enemy to come in and tell you that you're going to die how can you kill God when you are a part of Elohim He can no more kill you they kill Jesus. He's here. He's moving. He's acting. And we're seeing him. But he is watching you in this hour to see how you react. Right. Yes, sir. Is that right? 
Yeah. It's a reaction to an action. And the angel of the Lord is watching you tonight to see how you move towards this movement, to see how you move towards this word, to see how you move in faith. And when you start moving in faith, then all of a sudden the discerning of the word takes place and he starts reading your book. He's watching you to see how you react to his action. Is that right? If you would begin to watch as a pillar of fire would slip into this room and you would start to reject it, he's watching how you act to that. But if you would watch as that pillar of fire would slip into this room and hover over your life and then watch you adore him and make love to him, he's going to move on your behalf. This is a moving of God and I don't want to miss it. The things we are seeing for Gospel Lighthouse are things that only He can do. There's no man that can make these things happen. When we start hearing about miracles, not just every month, not just every week, but we start hearing about them every day. Hey, we're in a very special spot as the bride of Jesus Christ where the headship is connected to the body and we get ready for departure. But we watch as this move of God and there's all types of movements in the world today. There's all types of movements that are, that are worldly movements and I don't even know what half of the movements are out there. I got to reading about some of the movements out there and I thought, my goodness. That ain't a movement, that's a devil. You go to reading about the Me Too movement and you go to reading about the Black Lives Matter movement you get to digging into their beliefs and all of those movements and getting to reading into the defund the police movement and tearing down statues movement and tearing down history movement tearing down all kinds of things. What are they trying to do? It's a type of the spiritual and the natural and it's a type that Satan is trying to tear down your belief system and trying to stop the move of God. What are they doing? Something is driving them to tear down these things. Something is moving them to go into that realm and do those types of things. But whatever you do, you can get connected socially, involved all types of different things, but don't you dare miss the moving of the Holy Spirit. You can read on the news what the news says, but do not miss the revelation of the hour that God is moving His people closer to him. Amen. Now notice these just a few excerpts. He says, Brother Brandon said, when God moves in the spirit, his children move with it. Oh, That's right. Yes. Amen. When you watch the pillar of fire throughout the Old Testament, as it would move, you would watch as the pillar of fire moved, then the camp moved. Yes. And when people stop moving with the pillar of fire, that's when they die. That is where the Pentecostal organization died is when they stopped and organized and the Holy Ghost went on and they stood there in their denial and in their dead traditions. But if God moves, there's a purpose behind it. God didn't just come down to this Saturday night service just for just an ordinary service. He's got a purpose in mind and that's to draw you closer to Him. Every time you watch as the Lord comes, as he came to Abraham, he came with a purpose. When he came to Enoch, he came with a purpose. He came to Enoch and he walked with Enoch and God took him. That was his purpose. He came to Abraham and he changed his body. 
He came to Moses and he brought deliverance. He came to Daniel and he took him out of the lion's den. He comes only with a purpose. And if he shows up here tonight, he's come here with a purpose. He's got you in mind and you are his purpose. And he did not come here just to make a show of himself. He came here to move on your behalf and bring you closer to him. Now notice, and when God moves in the supernatural, your heart will hunger right to it. That's a move of God. Now notice, in expectation, he says everywhere God moves at any time through the Bible, you'll see healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. Right. That's right. Now many people don't want the moving of God no more. And that's why they don't have healing. That's why they don't have miracles. And that's why they don't have signs and wonders. Amen. Why? Because they stop the moving of God. Yeah. Amen. But everywhere God moves, everywhere God moves, it's not the preacher, it's not the deacon, and it's not, it's not you, but everywhere God moves. It's not something that you say in your own power that I'm going to do this. But everywhere God moves, anytime through the Bible, you see healings, you see miracles, you see signs and wonders. And he loves this. He leaves a track behind him of the supernatural. He leaves a trail that you can follow. Now many of you hillbillies down here, you understand tracking a blood. You're tracking that blood, like that bloodline, and you're following that deer when he's been shot. But here the Holy Ghost is leaving a trail for you to follow. Now maybe you don't know where he's at, and maybe you ain't seen him, but if you'll just watch the miracles and the signs and wonders that are happening in the body of Jesus Christ, It'll lead you right to the headship that's making these things possible. You see, when he begins to move, the world shakes. When he begins to move, things change. When he begins to move, you'll watch as kingdoms begin to fall and crush. You watch as the angel of the Lord would move on from camp to camp. And as they would go, you would watch the moving of the Lord as he would go out and he would prosper his children in battle and in war. And when they would sit down to feast, he would bless them. Why? Because they moved with the Spirit. And when we see the moving of God, it's a time to step in the waters and get right in. Amen. Yeah, yeah. I have to tell you, I've been a part of a lot of special things in life. I've been a part of very supernatural things, seeing the pillar of fire, seeing the angel of the Lord. But to me, seeing the move of God in this generation is something that I have never seen in all of my life to watch it move on young people and young people call right, right, and wrong, wrong. To see hearts being transformed and healings manifested, relationships being restored and prodigals coming back home and the miraculous present every day, it's a move of the Holy Ghost. And we're very familiar as followers of the message of this quote in the visible union of the bride of Christ. He says, some of you people that really believe this to be the truth, that we're entering into another age, we're entering into the rapture age, You know the church can't go in its condition and it can't get any better. It must get worse. How many knows that? And the congregation says amen. It's got to get worse. It can't go like this. It's got to be something and it's moving right now, friend. It's on. The move is on for the bride that 
that's thus, that's the truth. That's thus saith the Lord. Amen. The move is on for the bride. That's thus saith the Lord. Amen. Now, Brother Branham is not putting the bride over in another age or outside of the church ages. Can I get a hearty amen? He's not putting us outside of the church ages and he's not saying that this is a rapture age that is set aside completely separate from the church ages. But this is the age like you could say it's the television age. It's the automobile age. It's the rocket age. But here Brother Branham is telling us that this is the age of the rapture and there is a people in Laodicea that is rising above every form of ungodliness and unbelief. The move is on. That's thus saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. You knew where you were. You know that you were dead in your trespasses and sin. And all of a sudden, he came by your way. You didn't go to him. He came by your way. It was a moving of the angel of the Lord that came by your way and snatched you up. Because eagles don't stay on the ground. Eagles go into the heavens so so we see where this move is taking us it's not taking us outside of Laodicea it's taking us overcoming Laodicea that were more than enough to overcome Laodicea and it's taking us right into the mind of the Lord it's a move all right it's a move. Yeah. Yeah. Bless you, Lord. When you look at the Wright brothers, you see them, how that they were the first in flight. As many people looked up in the sky, they looked up in the sky and they seen birds flying there. But they, didn't, they weren't moved like these brothers were moved. You see, because they seen something that was up in the heavens. And they tell us, they tell us that as a, from a very little child that they were, pray, they were playing with a little bitty toy and as that toy was spinning, that thing broke and it began to fly off into the air. And they begin, that, that dream began to build on the inside of him. And as they were out there and they were watching that eagle and they would look up there at that eagle and they would say, you know what? I believe that I can do that too. I believe that I can get up there too. So, so this dream that they had was called was called crazy. Yeah. This dream that they had was called uh, it was called stupid. It was called idiotic. It was called chaotic. This dream that they had put them in the hospital. This dream that they had would tear them apart, would physically hurt them, but they were driven by a move to get into the heavens. And they were looking, they would watch that eagle. As that eagle would, would go up in the sky, they would watch it as it would begin to go out there and it would begin to soar with its wings out there. It could move higher than any other bird. They would watch it as it would take its little eaglets. It would take it off the cliff of the mountain and they would take that eaglet, that little baby eagle, and they would drop that eagle and they would drop and that eagle ain't got a clue how to fly. And so that little eaglet, and it's the way of nature teaching her children how to fly. Right. Yeah. She knows that if they stay there in the nest, they'll die there. Amen. But if she can ever teach them how to fly, yes, sir, yes. if she can ever teach them how to move, yeah. if 
she could ever teach them how to flap their wings and that little eagle goes out there over top of the canyons and that little eagle begins to flop and flop and it begins to fall and fall and fall and it begins to flap it begins to flap and all of a sudden its wings are set and it's moving into a realm that mama said that they could go in there is a realm that the body of Jesus Christ is breaking into because a move of the Holy Spirit that Mama Eagle told us that we could fly in. Hallelujah. The domination said we couldn't fly there. Luther said we couldn't fly there. Wesley said we couldn't fly there. Pentecost said we couldn't fly there. But I have heard a voice that said, come up hither. Don't stay down there in that dead denomination and in your dead creeds no more. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Get out of that condition and move with the Holy Ghost. You can stay in your deadness and you can stay in your dead worship. But as for me and my house, we will choose to serve the Lord. We're never going to become anything, but one of these mornings, we're going to become God. It's a move. It's a move of the Holy Ghost that wants to take you higher in your faith level. My angel is here. He's with this message to take you all the way into the rapture. And he ain't leaving this message. So that means he can't leave you. But he wants to challenging, he wants to challenge you to let your faith loose. Now when he comes, he comes with a purpose. And he's coming to challenging, to challenge you to believe and let your faith loose like never before. Now if you want to find out if he's still God, you act upon it and lay yourself upon his altar and see what takes place. You have to act on his word first. Daniel, before he saw the miracle of God, could deliver him from the lion's den. The first thing he did was act upon the word of God. The proclamation went forth. If any man prays to any other God besides this idol for so many days, he'll be thrown into the lion's den. And no man could pray to any other God but to the king. He had to be God for 30 days. But what did Daniel do? He acted upon the word of God because when Solomon dedicated the temple, he prayed, he said, Lord, if thy people be in trouble anywhere and will look to this holy temple, then you hear from heaven. That's right. Daniel acted first. The threat was you're going into the lion's den, but Daniel acted on the word of God and he knowed that God was still God. Amen. Just like Gideon did, he knew that God, if he was still God, then where is his miracles? And Daniel knew he was a prophet. He knew he loved God. He knew he was a servant. He knew that God was able to deliver him from the lions. But if he was in trouble and under a threat, he could turn his face towards the temple and pray three times a day, just exactly. He acted upon the word of God. 
into that realm. <laughs> Brother Branham said that Daniel had to feel the hot breath off the line. He had to feel, he had to feel, he had to feel that roar of the lion before the angel came. But when he got in that moment, Brother Branham said that the angel of light swirled around Daniel and the lions couldn't get to him. I don't believe you forgive me? You forgive me? I don't believe that this was just for Brother Ron, but I believe that this is for the children of God that we will say like Daniel said to the king, Oh king, I will see you in the morning. The lions won't kill me. Death won't get to me. But I'll see you in the morning. And when I come out in the morning, I'm going to declare and decree that there is no God like Jehovah. Let me get out of this cave one time. You watch me shout. You watch me dance. You watch me declare. Who got me out of that cave? It was Jesus. And some of you wanting to stay in that cave. Some of you like living with lions. Some of you like living with cheaters. Some of you like living with stealers. Some of you like living with liars and all kinds of all kinds of wickedness. But I'm telling you, you don't have to stay in that lion's pit no more. Stop staying in that stupid condition and rise up out of it. Rise out of your sin. Rise out of that cave. You may not know how to get back out of it, but there's an angel there that will be able to protect you. Surely. Surely if he's there to protect you, he'll get you out of the cave. Oh, King, I'll see you in the morning. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can go anymore. I don't know if I can dig, dig these ditches no more. Daniel knew how to pray. Daniel knew how to, Daniel knew how to call on God. He knew how to invoke the God of omnipotence. And he realized that the God that was for him was able to bring him through all the way through captivity. And he was realizing that this was the spot that I'm about to go free. Right. And the Bible tells us that the, the prince of Persia withstood Daniel in his prayer for three weeks. For 21 days, he withstood Daniel in his prayer. And Daniel just kept on praying. And when... When the man that stood before him said, Now the prince of Persia withstood me, but Michael came. 
Michael, which is an angelic type of Christ, he came and he showed up. And when he showed up, that devil of hell could not stop Daniel's prayer. What was it? Then the man said to Daniel, he said, I am come for thy words. The words that Daniel had released from his mouth was the words that that angel had came for. There is a people that is speaking, thus saith the Lord, and he said, I am come for thy words. But what if Daniel would have gave up on day 19? What if Daniel would have gave up on day 20? Come on, somebody. Let me preach to you. You're living in Laodicea, but you're not a part of Laodicea. What if you would have given up a day before the rapture? You're that close. That's so real. But Daniel was not as those that turned around and turned back. But Daniel pressed the battle. And Daniel prayed on. He prayed on for 21 days when it felt like the clouds were iron and nobody else was hearing him. Daniel kept on praying. How about you mamas? How about you daddies? How about you young people that said, I'm not giving in and I'm not giving up? It may feel like my answer ain't coming, but I'm going to pray till the answer comes. I'm going to pray till my son comes back. I'm going to pray till my daughter comes back. I'm going to pray till my mom gets one. What if you would choose to say, I will not bow and I will not give up? turn around and I'm not giving up my feet are set and planted on higher ground this is a moving of the spirit of God because Daniel's faithfulness and because Daniel stood true God stood up. God stood up. Yes, he did. You see, Daniel made a choice that I'm going to choose to serve him and I'm going to choose to pray to him and I'm going to choose to live for him no matter what the circumstance or the opposition may be. I am going to choose to live for this God. Amen. Right, right. And because Daniel stood up, Christ stood up. I was woke on the day of a brain surgery with a, with a being in my room and woke me up at 2.42 and told me to stand up. You remember? He said, let's stand. It's a time to stand up. And if there ever was a time as the children of God that we need to stand, it's stand like never before. This is the hour to stand against the movements of the world, to stand against COVID-19, to stand against the works of the devil, and to stand for Jesus. He stood for me, I'll stand for him. 
Hallelujah. He's come to do the miraculous and he's coming for your words. How powerful is that, Full Gospel Lighthouse and End Time Tabernacle? How powerful that is that I'm coming for your words. All of those words that you released on Ron Spencer's behalf, that angel's coming for those words. When you said, I, I, I'm believing that my sons and my daughters are coming back and they're going to get a full baptism of the Holy Ghost, receive this message. That angel said, I am come for thy words. Satan can withstand all he wants to, but I hear chains falling. Do all you want to. Try to stop us all you want to, but we're still going to make it. He tried to stop us, but we're still going to make it. He tried to kill us, but we're still living. Are you with me? They tried to put Jesus in his cave. They tried to put him in there, seal him up with a Roman seal, but you can't keep Jesus shut up. Hallelujah. They tried to put him all in there, but when the angel came and rolled away the stone, Jesus got up. I'd say that it's a time that you start rolling away that unbelief and the angels, the ministering spirits of God start rolling away the stone of unbelief out of your life and let Jesus get up in your life. Oh, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up and knock me down all you want to, but I'm going to get up. You can knock me down tomorrow, but I'm going to get up. I'm going to make it. I'm going to win. Come hell, come high water. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. You can try to stop us with cancer. Try to stop us. Try to stop us with brain bleeds. Try to stop us with unbelief. Try to stop us with all kinds of tactics. But we will not back up. We're going to get up. Put us in a grave and we're going to get up. Put us in a hospital room and we're going to get up. one of these mornings between the hours of six and nine, there's going to be a people and say, oh king, I'm going to see you in the morning. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. Hallelujah. It's a time of the moving of the Holy Ghost. Receive your anointing in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive your deliverance. Receive your healing. Let the musicians come. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming to your pew. He's coming to Edmonton. He's come for thy words. And there's not going to be one bit of unbelief that stops him. It may stop you, but it will not stop him. Where are you going to stand at? Where are you going to stand on, on that day? I'm going to stand with Jesus. I've already got my seat prepared. I've already been seen sitting in the overcomer's throne. I've already been seen on the other side. But he didn't see me down here in Laodicea when cast down with cancer came. And if cancer can't stop me from shouting, the devil himself can't stop me from shouting. Why would I allow a stupid devil to stop me from praising the living God? David said, oh, the pit can't praise you. The grave can't praise you. 
Oh, hallelujah. David said in Psalms 30 that joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. You can't praise him down in that pit and you can't praise him in your sin. But why don't you get up here? Why don't you get up here where eagles are born to live at? Start praising him. David said, I will extol thee, O Lord. I will praise thee. I will bless thee at all times. I'm going to praise you through a cave. I'm going to praise you as I walk into a valley and all I got is five little stones. But I know that who's on the backside of these stones is more than enough to take down that giant. Are you with me? That giant of cancer can come and try to scare the liver out of you. But there is a word of faith that is here and it's sitting in a sling. And all you got to do is operate that sling of faith and let that stone of revelation hit the devil right in the eye and the devil will lose. I praise you in the valley. I praise you in the cave. I praise you through cancer. I praise you through COVID-19. I praise you through turmoils. I praise you through all things. Hallelujah. How can I not praise him when I know that all things work together for the good to them that love God? And who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Why would I not praise the one that's going to get me out of my mess? Why would I choose to keep my silence and not praise the one that shut the mouth of lies? Why would I choose to stay in a condition of death and hell and the grave when the one I know said that I am come to deliver you? Why would I not praise him? Why would I not praise him when he saved me from a pit of sin? This is a moving of the angel of the Lord. What we're witnessing, what we're witnessing in young people building relationships becoming godlike instead of laodicea like is a move of god and maybe maybe you're in that condition and you look out upon somebody else and says oh i wish i could have that i wish i could have that let me tell you let me give you a little glimpse into my own life I've always admired planes. I always admired the Wright brothers. And those Wright brothers looked out upon that eagle and said, I can do that too. I looked at Peter, and there's a lot of people that can identify with Simon Peter. There's a lot of rough, maybe not in Edmonton, but there's a lot of rough people here in Virginia. There's a lot of rough country boys that are willing to grab a sword. But I can identify with Simon Peter. But when I watched Peter walk down to a beautiful gate, I said, I can do that too. When I watched Paul, when I watched James, when I watched John in the Bible, and I said, I can do that too. 
when I hear the messenger of this day when he stood there and called those things out and he lived a true life a humble life lived an overcoming life I said I can do that too and I want to say to you people at Full Gospel Lighthouse and End Time Message Tabernacle you can do that too you can live in that realm that you were born to live in you can say I can do that too why don't you go to praise him in the house of the Lord Oh, in the name 
Jesus to break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. Let's say there's an awesome God amongst us. Oh, there's an awesome God among us. Hallelujah. Oh, there's an awesome God among us. Hallelujah. Oh, there's an awesome Pride and she's rising up. Hallelujah. Oh, there's a pride and she's rising up. Oh, there's a bride, she's rising up. part of something very special when you watch brothers and sisters unite from around the world to fill the gap to lift your hands up and say I'm with you I'm with you I'm standing shoulder to shoulder with you in faith that we're going to make it and we're going to overcome there's a bride that keeps rising up when Satan tries to stop us she keeps rising up. It's been an awesome honor tonight to be a part of these meetings. Wouldn't you say so for Gospel Lighthouse? Hallelujah. Oh, I'd say it's been awesome. Amen. Go ahead, give the Lord another round of praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I think we just need to say it together. Oh, King, we'll see you in the morning. Why don't we say it all together? Oh, King, we'll see you in the morning. What a promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't we sing that song? We have our musicians here. Oh, taste and see. The Lord is good. He'll give you everything. There is nothing else that he could have to offer. I was just reading in the, in the, the Supernatural series. Brother Branham was at a breakfast. He went to go hear Oral Roberts preach. And Oral Roberts had preached about how there, you know, everything you need. God has so much more than you can ever receive. And, and he was just rejoicing in that. And the brother called him up to preach. And he started preaching and praying for the sick. He said he felt so humble because there was millionaires, multi-millionaires. He said even those people that had so much, when the God came in the room and they would be prayed for, they'd get healed. It was more than their money could buy. 
There was something more than this world ever has to offer. It's Lord, we just look to you. Because when he moves, there's moves in the world. You heard Brother Andrew tonight. There's moves in the world that they think are great moves. But there's one move you don't want to miss. It's the greatest move that's been sweeping since Calvary back and forth and back. So Lord, this is the last time it might sweep across, but let it be me. Don't let me miss it. Oh my, that quote he read, I just want to point this one thing out to you before we sing this. That quote he read and he he was emphasizing on it. You want to know what message it was from? Expectations. You get what you expect. What did you expect tonight? I hope you got it. I got it. Hallelujah. I sought the Lord. And he answered me. And delivered me. From every fear. Oh, those who look me and the Lord heard me just hold on oh and save me from my enemies the Son of God surrounds his saints 